You're listening to the Wedding Blueprint Podcast, the ultimate guide to planning your perfect day. I'm your host, Robert Starkey, and today I have a special treat for you. Joining me right here in the heart of Lake Havasu is the incredibly talented Tiana, the creative force behind Foxfire Photo. Tiana is a master at capturing those magical moments, and today she's sharing her expertise exclusively with our listeners. Get ready to dive into the world of wedding photography against the backdrops of this picturesque town. Lake Havasu City, with its stunning landscapes and glimmering waters, offers the ideal setting for couples to say, I do. Tiana's passion for her craft shines through in every photograph, capturing the essence of love and joy that fills the air. So if you're in the midst of planning your dream wedding, stay tuned. Tiana is about to reveal her secrets on finding the perfect wedding photographer and making sure that your special day is immortalized in the most breathtaking way possible. I'm Robert Starkey, your host, and together, we're about to blueprint your wedding to perfection right here in Lake Havasu City. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Tiana. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your experience in the wedding photography industry? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, So how I got started was when I was younger, I really took a liking to photography in general. Um, I really liked cameras and playing with cameras when we were out hiking and stuff. But when I was 15, I lost my boyfriend in a car accident. And uh, photography was a way to get my mind off of everything. But it was also the only thing I had left were these pictures and I really started to realize how important pictures were to me and um, not that that's something uh, that anybody wants to think about but those moments are past and gone and who doesn't love looking back on photos and having like a moment in time frozen in your fingertips Um, so that kind of really became important to me to see like how those memories can really come to life again when you have these pictures for later on. Right on. And how about like the wedding? How did you transition from just taking photos into what made you want to really get into weddings? Um, Funny part is that I really wasn't interested in weddings because there's such a special moment in time. I didn't want to mess it up. Like they, they are incredibly special moments. Um, And I wanted to, give people the best of everything. And um, I had a friend that really desperately needed me to come in the middle of their wedding at their reception. And um, they said they would pay me whatever I wanted, but I just wanted to give them some kind of photos for their day. They just needed somebody. So I showed up, I took pictures of their reception and I slowly began to realize, like, this is something really special. Like, this is a really happy moment in people's lives that I get to be a part of, that I get to capture for them and freeze that moment. And just the joy and love of seeing people you haven't seen for a long time coming together in one place, it really kind of stuck to me. Right on. Now, you've got a really awesome logo. In fact, you're wearing it today. So <laughs> the am. company, the name of your company is Foxfire Photo. And how did that come to be? <laughs> so uh, another funny story is I originally had the name Cam Girl for uh, the little girls at the gymnastics place that used to call me Camera Girl. And I thought that was a really cute tribute to give to them. 
Um, and then I found out what that actually meant. So I decided to, cha to change my, my name to Foxfire Photo. Um, so photography is in, in essence playing with light. Um, and so I wanted something to do with light. And Foxfire is actually a glowing fungus, um, <laughs> which is kind of nasty, but it's actually really pretty when it's nighttime and it's glowing. And there's a rare kind that's red, which is why I chose the red kind. Um, but they used to use Foxfire in the dials of submarines because they couldn't have any fire, obviously, down there when they were first coming out with these things. And so they would use them in the dials, and I just thought that was incredibly cool, like a different way to use light and kind of fit my thing. And I kind of attribute it to my faith and how I feel kind of ugly in a sense. But when I let his light shine through me, God's light shine through me, then it's kind of a little more beautiful, kind of like foxfire fungus. Well, I, I'm glad you stopped right there because I got to say, you're not ugly. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I see when I look at your logo, I see like a, uh, it's just missing the veil. Like you could turn into a bride I fox. really could. That yeah. would be a really neat logo. Or like a, a bow tie, make it a groom fox or something like I that. I could have a weddings. groom and bride <laughs> there fox. You go. That'd bride be really cute. Fox. So what should a bride, from your perspective in your industry uh, profession, what should a bride consider when they're selecting a wedding photographer? Um... I would say that the main thing for a bride to look at is, of course, style. That is like the essence of photography. Um, how you like the photos, how you like them laid out, uh, how do you like the lighting, um, just everything about the photos. Do they speak to you? Could you see them in your home for years and years to come? Um, but also really like how you click with a photographer. Um, when you meet them, do you really feel like you're comfortable with them that you can, that you can kind of see yourself being taken photos of and not be super like awkward and weird. Like they make you feel like they're a long lost friend or something. Um, because it is a big day and that photographer is with you for most of the day, like I think photographers are probably one of the ones who are there the longest with their brides and grooms. Um, I'd say DJs probably. No, <laughs> no, I have to give it to you. I think it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner with your photographer. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, which I totally enjoy. It's such a great time, and I really get to know my brides and and grooms, and it's just a lot of fun. But um, definitely style and clicking with your with your photographer can really make a difference. Now, when you say style, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. Because mm -hmm. I know that for me, the only thing I think of when I think of style is, you know, do I want to pose here, pose there, pose this, pose that? Right. Or do you want to capture in the moment? But when you say style, what is style for you? Style for me is really taking everything about a photograph. Like for me, lighting is a big thing because... I like to play with light. Um, that's the whole logo, my everything. Um, but it's taking into consideration what the light's doing, how it's going to interact with your bride and groom, how they're interacting with each other. Um, do they feel comfortable 
being natural in front of their photographer and am I able to bring that out of them? Um, the style of like using a flash because I will use a flash. I will sometimes not use a flash if the, the sunlight is just hitting super perfectly. Um, and taking into the aspect of, is it bright and airy? And is it, um, does it give you one sort of mood over another? And I think that's a lot of photography things is um, the way pictures make you feel. Right. Now you work as a two person team because mom's here. And <laughs> so we'll give a quick shout to Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi. So, um, how does that work? How does that dynamic work for not only you for your benefit, but for mm -hmm. the benefit of the clients? Um, it actually works really, really well because there's so much going on throughout the wedding day and you really only have such limited time or else you'd be there for forever, like trying to get pictures of this and that and trying to get all the special moments. Um, so for us, I will typically go with my brides and I will capture the details. I will capture the bride getting her hair done, her with her bridesmaids, all the little special things of the bride. And my mom will go and get the grooms when they arrive and they're starting to get their tuxes on, they're getting their ties on, they're hanging out, having a shot before the wedding. like. She's getting all of that fun stuff just simultaneously as I get the stuff with the bride, which saves a ton of time. So I'm not trying to go back and forth. I'm not missing stuff on either end. Um, we're just really tag teaming it and figuring out, okay, how best is this going to work? And when are we going to need both people? Because at the ceremony, she's getting a angles that I might not be getting and I'm able to run around a little bit more and... So you just get a lot more um, diversity mm -hmm. in having two photographers. Yeah. And what I've seen in working with you is that I can tell you, hey, this is going to be happening over here, right over here at this right. exact location. You're there with me getting that exact location, mm -hmm. whereas mom's around the room getting the audience participation right. angle that you yeah. might miss the photographers if you're just one person. Right, and that helps a lot in the reception is I can follow my bride and groom around as they're saying hello to all of their guests. And she's getting just random guests, random kids throughout the reception and anything special that, like, these are people they haven't seen for how, who knows how long and mm -hmm. haven't been together for however long. So she gets to get those things while I still pay enough attention to the bride and groom that they're not like, hey, where's my photographer? Right, right. You're the paparazzi. <laughs> yeah, for real. How far in advance would you recommend that a bride look into booking a wedding photographer? I would suggest no less than six months, really. Um, of course, I've had people book me in that time, but no less than six months, preferably close to or at a year would be the best time to book a photographer, especially because those dates close so quickly when it starts getting close to wedding season. Like that's the worst thing is when you get all excited about something and then you realize 
that date is not available for the photographer that I want. Mm -hmm. um, so booking ahead of time, and that honestly gives you supple time to figure out, like, as you're planning all the other things in your wedding, trying to envision, like, the photography, like, oh, I wonder what I could do with this. Like, maybe I can ask my photographer about what creative ideas we might be able to do with this in the wedding or this in the wedding. Yeah. Now let's take your most booked up time frame. Like, let's say it's wedding season. You're in the heat of wedding season. Uh, heat and have is not a good word. <laughs> but let's just say you're so booked up. It's wedding season. You got weddings back to back. What is a time frame that after the wedding's over, you've got all the post-production that you have to do. What is a fair time frame that a client would or should expect to get their finished product back? I would say if I'm in my busiest time and having weddings back to back, um, at the soonest would probably be a month that I get their photos back to them. Um, and if it's taking a little bit longer than usual just because of editing um, more editing that I have to do to things, I'd say probably going on two months. Okay. So let's say you've got a new client, you're sitting down, you're going to meet with them, and this is their first time they're talking to you. If you could get in their head and tell them some questions that they should be asking you, what are some great questions that a new potential client should be asking their wedding photographer? Um, in fact, the very thing we just talked about is seeing how long it takes to process the okay. photos um, is a great question to ask your photographer. Um, and that's mainly just a heads up of like getting an idea of what kind of photographer they are and not saying it's good or bad either way what their answer is, just what is important to you. Or if you have any more questions going off of that because it might open the door for something completely, completely new. Yeah. Um, Style 100% is getting to know exactly their style, kind of like you did at the beginning of the podcast, is um, what the style means to me. Mm -hmm. And that opens the door also to get to know the bride a little bit more and to see if there really is that clicking going on there. Um, but yeah, I'd say those are probably two of the most important things to ask your photographer. So how about like years of experience or t length of time doing how many weddings they've done? Are, are those important or valuable questions or do you feel like it kind of they can transition from doing photography of something else into weddings? Is it kind of universal for your industry? It really would be good for just getting an idea of your photographer because they might have the talent for things um so definitely like if you've seen their portfolio and that would be a question to ask is to see their portfolio definitely like see what their style is for yourself but um if they have experience taking photos that's a great thing but if they don't have experience at weddings that will give brides a heads up of okay, what are the things that they are going to know about and they aren't going to know about? Because there's so many things that I've learned throughout my years taking photos of weddings that I would not have known if I haven't, hadn't seen it like in this wedding or something goes on in another wedding or I make a mental note like, okay, I'm going to make sure my brides know this for the next wedding because this really, like we were crunched on time at this point 
um, which that's another question to ask is if the photographer knows any sort of timeline for the sequence of taking photos, um, which is something that if they don't have many years of experience with weddings specifically, they might not know the best sequence for, okay, we need to get the dress on before this photo, or we need to make sure that we don't get the dress on because you want these photos. Mm -hmm. And it's just taking what the client wants and attributing it to what that timeline will look like and how much time the bride and groom actually have. Like the dress on the hanger shot. Right. <laughs> cool. Um, this is kind of going into your style and your expertise. Can you share with us any unforeseen circumstances you've ever experienced at a wedding? Unforeseen circumstances. So basically things that have gone wrong. Just something that's been thrown at you that you didn't expect. I mean, have you ever, can you recall a wedding, a story, you know, a situation you've been in where it just kind of. Oh my gosh. Like a podcast question that wasn't on the list and got thrown at you. <laughs> <laughs> like this one. I'm trying to think. Um, honestly, I think it's mainly time that it comes down to. Um, thinking about, I've been honestly so lucky with the weddings I've had. Um, I've been blessed with the brides that I've had. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh, what about the bridezillas? I'm like, I honestly haven't had any. Like, I have been so blessed to have such great clients. Um, but for circumstances that have come up, it's mainly come down to trying to figure out how to get something that they want so badly mm -hmm. without running out of time. Because like I've had brides like, oh, I want this shot. And I'm literally like, okay, we have five minutes to get this. So if you get done, then we can go do this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just trying to figure out the best way. And sometimes of course, locations don't work. Like, okay, the groom's going to be over there. So we can't do the photos over there. So it's kind of coming up with like, these little things that are like, okay, that's not working out quite the way that I was thinking that it would, but you know what, we're going to make it work. Right. Well, good answer. So let's flip the question now. Can you recall any time that you've been really ecstatic about a particular wedding or something that really worked out really well that you can, that stands out to you? Huh. That's a hard one because they've all been pretty great. Um, I mean, can it be to the people that I've worked with also in the wedding? Absolutely. Because there, I remember the wedding, actually, I think it was the green wedding that we had so many wedding pro members there and everything worked so in like on spot on. Like we really just kind of, the communication was great between all the vendors and it really made my job easy for knowing what was coming next. And like, it just made everything work so smoothly. Okay, great. Let's take the spotlight off of you, the heat off of you, and let's put it back on our potential bride for a minute. What are, what can a bride do to ensure that her wedding photos turn out spectacular? Um, so the one thing that I try to tell my brides and even grooms, because grooms probably like their pictures taken less than even the brides, <laughs> brides do. <laughs> um, girls are all about pictures. Guys are kind of like, I'm doing this for her. Um, but one thing that I try to tell them beforehand is that like, I want you to feel comfortable that it's not pressure on doing the right poses or doing the right thing during photos. Like I can pose you, I can, I can move around you to get the right angle. 
Like, I want them to think of it as this is fun. Mm -hmm. This is an experience. Mm -hmm. This is something that I'm capturing right now. And so I want them to feel like it's really just like they're talking to their best friend. Because one prompt that I try to give them is like, just talk to each other. Mm -hmm. Her and her groom. Like, just talk to each other. I don't care what you think you look like. Like, I will keep taking pictures but you two in the moment is going to relax you. And that's kind of the nice thing if you have like a bridesmaid that you feel really comfortable with is have them along with you because they might know your insecurities and they might be like that piece of hair out of its spot is going to bug you. So I'm going to fix it. Mm-hmm. And um, it kind of helps lighten the mood a little bit more to not be so much of like, I pose right. I got to do this right. And more so about like the people around you and the experience. Just live in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Right. Now, do you take a, do you provide your clients with or accept a list of shots, photos that they want? Absolutely. Um, I honestly love vision boards. Um, I had one of my brides do this that she, I told her, I don't care how many photos you send me, like spam me with photos, like just send me things that you like Mm -hmm. and the things that are most important to you that you have to have. And so she did up this whole, I call it a vision board. It was actually on a board, but she sent me all these photos of things that she liked and it really gave me an idea of what she wanted. So there were things that we made sure we did get that were exactly what she wanted we just redid the photo Um, but it also gave me creative license to be able to take from that and go okay let's do this now Mm -hmm. so it was a lot of fun and I honestly love getting my clients opinions on what exactly they want out of their photos right so that's great that they can give you a list and you can work with that and you've already talked about the importance of working with a timeline, knowing what the timeline, how much time you have with the client and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. good. We covered that as well. What are some key elements to creating must-have shots? Key elements to creating must-have shots. Um, I mean, because they can't just Instagram all their favorite photos and send it to you. I mean, they have to have shots with, oh, I got to have grandma in there. I haven't seen grandma in... 40 years. I got to have grandma there. Yeah. So like the things throughout the day, um, honestly, if they take their itinerary and, um, it's actually something I do as a photographer also. And honestly, communication with me can help them if they're lost. Um, but going through their itinerary and just envisioning each part of their day, like, who's going to be there? Who's who's going to be with them? What are they going to be doing? What's going to be around them? Just trying to envision their whole wedding and going like, you know, I think grandma might cry at this spot. Mm-hmm. So let me have this special moment. Or I think that these cousins are going to be super silly during the reception. So I want to make sure that I dance with them because it's going to be a lot of fun and I want to make sure that my photographer gets that. So just making the key notes of what is special to your family and your soon-to-be family and uh, what that might look like from envisioning it in that itinerary. 
Right. Now, how about like designating a point person that can be telling, you know, this grandma, you're up next with this photo with Jimmy, you know, like. Right. That is super important. And we actually have told our brides um, a couple times, especially for family photos right after the ceremony. Um, throughout the night, honestly, if you have someone designated throughout the night who will legit be like, I got you no matter what, like, mm-hmm. go for it. Take them up on it because so many, like, trying to herd for lack of better words, that many people, especially if there's alcohol and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to get that many people crowded in the one spot or find the right people because we don't know who Uncle Joe is or who these cousins are. And we don't know, of course, if you have a list of who you want in the photos, we can definitely check off that list. But Mm -hmm. we don't know who they are. We don't know where they are. So if you have somebody designated to find them, it makes things go a lot faster. And time is a crazy thing when it comes to ceremony reception, like everything in between, making sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. And that's kind of my job is to make it try to run as smoothly as possible to get you where you need to be at a certain time. Yeah. And I think you kind of just brought it all together right there. Because between the ceremony, the end of the ceremony, and the beginning of the reception, there's only that hour Mm -hmm. to take so many photos. Yeah. And if we say, hey, you know, we need all the family to stay behind because we're going to be taking family photos. Now, if the bride gives you a shot list and says, I want this person with this person, I want this, 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 and this person in there, we want our parents in there, like, they give you the shot list, it's good to have that designated person in there that can say, hey, okay, you guys are up next, get Mm -hmm. ready to go, and that... Your mom does that as well. I mean, I've seen mm-hmm. her in action where she's lining up the next shot, <laughs> making sure people aren't running off to go to the bathroom or if they are, <laughs> yeah. that, you know, that they she can skip that one and come back to it. So right. that way things are moving along. And yeah, so, I mean, that's why I, I advocate for a two-person team. And I think you guys are great at what you do. So. Absolutely. We've worked out a lot of kinks. And I'm sure we're going to work out a lot more the yeah. more weddings we go to. I know as a DJ, I've had to pressure you guys. Be like, hey, we have to get oh, this yeah. reception going. <laughs> yeah. Enough with the photos already. I know. <laughs> and you have the family, but you also have the bridesmaids, groomsmen photos. Then you have just the portraits of bride and groom in that time. And you have so much that you're trying to get after the actual ceremony and it's just crazy yeah so i've seen some videos and such of like um more on the videography side of things of doing first looks you do first looks as well absolutely um that has actually become more and more popular um like i have seen it increasingly grow more popular uh probably because of tiktok and instagram and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um They are really sweet moments, but that is something that I really have to work into the time uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And something really neat about the first looks that I had one bride do more than just the bride and groom. She did a first look with her mom, her, I believe, uncle, who was basically like a dad to her. Um, she did one with her brother and he got a little quiver lip and she's Mm. like, I'm telling you, he's going to get a quiver lip. And it was really cool to see the first looks with other people as well. So first looks are trending. Are there any other things in the photography field that are trending now for weddings? Yeah. One of my favorites actually is black and white photos. Um, that's one of the first things when I started taking photos, 
I did a lot of black and white. I really, really love black and white photos. There's just something about it that makes it simplistic, but keeps it all focused on the emotion of the photo. So black and whites are trending. Um, and another one that's trending are veil photos, which I honestly love, which it's basically bride and groom kissing underneath a veil here i am doing the motions like people can see me <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you can't but um, she just pulled the veil over both their heads <laughs> yes <laughs> i'll narrate it <laughs> perfect so you pull it over their heads and i have to shoot underneath the veil and it just gets this really cool um like intimate shot that has been all over tiktok um not just over their heads but a long flowing veil mm -hmm. that um, we've had a couple bridesmaids that stayed behind and she'd hold the veil out and then she'd drop it and run away and it looks like the veil is flowing in the wind. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Veils are trending again. <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for brides who might feel camera shy or nervous about being photographed on their wedding day? Um... Honestly, I totally get it. Like, for someone who loves photos, I like being on the other side. But it's really about the moment and something that I think everybody can agree on. And it goes back to the reason why I started taking photos is it's about what you're going to have later on mm -hmm. and what you're going to have later on the the looks or the insecurities become less important when you're showing your kids or you're showing grandkids or whoever these photos later on it becomes really about the moment and so when someone's camera shy like I honestly tell them I get it like if you have to look in a mirror and find the angles that you like and what you want to do to like turn your head to the camera to make yourself feel more comfortable. Like this is my good side. Yeah, basically. Side. That, like side. I think most people, there was a study, I think most people like their left sides better. I don't know. I agree with that. Very interesting. But um, if they become a little more familiar with like what they might like and communicating that to me can definitely help. The things that they're insecure about, like their teeth or this or that, um, and anything that they might want edited later on that, will help them feel the most comfortable so that they can live in that moment mm -hmm. is something that I try to do. And if they need to see the photos, like I will 100% show my clients, like this is a photo, we can retake it if you want to. If there's anything you want to change, mm -hmm. like don't be shy, like. But do it fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do it fast. <laughs> we got more memories to make. <laughs> yeah. And really, I think as they're looking back on these photographs, they're not thinking, well, oh my gosh, I was so nervous in this photo. It's, right. It's, wow, look at that photo. Yeah. It becomes more about everything put together. And it's like, oh, I really didn't have to be that shy about that. It's It really is just memorabilia. Right. So... Hopefully these brides that are here in this podcast are here in Lake Havasu City so they can hire you. How do they get in touch with you? Um, the best way to get in touch with me is through my website contact form um, or my phone number on my website. If you have any questions um, or anything, you can get a hold of me through my Instagram, but 
definitely suggest my website and phone. Okay, so I'm going to put all that contact information on the podcast page, which is theweddingblueprintpodcast.com. <laughs> theweddingblueprintpodcast.com. But for those that are only listening right now, what's your phone number? 928-486-8305. Instagram address? I believe it is at foxfire underscore photo. And that's probably the same for all social media, right? Yeah. Tiana's a social media whiz. <laughs> I try. <laughs> Tiana, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you. Any parting words you want to say to our, our listeners? Um, just that I hope that whoever is engaged, that you're having the best time. I know that's hard. The best time <laughs> planning your wedding is going to come soon. And congratulations. And this wraps up another episode of The Wedding Blueprint. I hope you're walking away with some fresh ideas and insight for your big day. To revisit any of my podcasts, or to drop me a line with your burning questions, head over to theweddingblueprintpodcast.com. And while you're there, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe for more wedding wisdom, and share the love with your friends who are also on their wedding planning journey. Remember, from first dance to last call, I've got your wedding covered. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, keep the love and the music going.